0: This is Banging on the Drum. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 35 of Banging on the Drum. We're coming in here hot, cold, didn't even really talk much before this one, so we will see how it goes. Since Riley just showed up with a beer in his hand and a smile on his face, eating some food, we're going to let... Kick it to him for his overs and unders for the week. See so if he became
1: prepared. Yeah, sorry. I knew I'd be shoving my face with food as always. But, um, yeah, so I guess I'll start with my over. Um, pretty exciting one. Paige got a haircutting kit. So, like, barber kit, clips and everything. So now uh, I won't be – she already uh, did the first haircut. Turned out decent. And I don't have to pay for haircuts. And I feel kind of irrationally excited about that.
0: No, that's a good deal, man. I can figure out. Let's see it though. You got a hat on.
1: I have a big pimple right in the middle of the forehead. So that's kind of why the hat's on today. And I just she just kind of cleaned up the sides and the top. And
0: I like it. Shake your hat a (laughs) little. It's, it's oh, been yeah. a all day. That's,
1: so the, <laughs> that's the stuff you just
0: see the flow Riley's got going right
1: now. Yeah, I feel like Fabio. So nice haircut. No, yeah, yeah, so yeah. For me,
2: I I am a free haircut guy all the way. My sister in law does it for basically my entire uh, my wife's entire family, and so I always have a free haircut. And then even when I was in Kansas. I would go to the prison for haircuts. And that was only four (laughs) boxes. And they were good. Like I would spend an hour in the fucking chair. It was a $4 haircut.
0: So that's one thing. So long haircuts are too much for me. I Like if you're taking an hour to cut my hair, I don't need need that shit. But I definitely do. Like if my wife could figure out how to cut my hair, I would take it. Cause I have to go tomorrow to get my hair cut. And I'm paying like, Thirty bucks a pop for a haircut.
1: Yeah, that's I'm so that's what I'm doing. And Paige could just do the same thing. I'm watching her. She just does like a two or three on the side, and then clip the top in half, basically, and clean it up. And then it works just as well. So I think she should try it.
2: Maybe maybe I'll have to look into that. Um, maybe you but, should try to cut your own hair.
0: Man. No, thanks. Ooh. I I do not trust myself. So I, I got a goofy shaped head. I found that out in basic, like when they shaved my head, I was like, well, I can never do that again. So that's (laughs) out of the question. And then if there's one thing I'm slightly particular about, I'm a little bit better about it nowadays, but bad haircuts and walking around with bad haircuts. Like now I have a little bit more like it'll grow back type mentality, but I've been pissed off in the past. Like we, we've we had this conversation on this podcast. Like when I went in to get a haircut and I said, I wanted, uh, or I don't even think I said anything. She just told me she knew. So I was like excited. And her first clip. She went high and tight on me. And like, after the first swipe, like I was fuming mad and I had to like, pretend I wasn't mad for like 20 minutes while she was cutting my hair. I was like, you son of a bitch. Like you said, you knew what I wanted. Cause I was, I still, I get tons of haircuts and I still never know exactly what to say. I'm like low, low to medium fade. Then they're like, how much do you want off the top? And I'm like, I don't know. Like make it look like it would have looked two weeks ago.
2: Yeah. So you just got to tell them how long you want the top. So I used to go into the prison barber and I'd be like, all right, So, just give me, just make it shorter. Like, I don't give a fuck what it looks like. I don't care. Just make sure it's shorter. Right. So, I'd go in and it was like just a mob top. I'd go three, four months without a haircut, maybe six months without a haircut. And then I'd go in for these haircuts. And the inmates were like, you just have to tell them what the fuck you want. If you tell them what they, what you want, they can do that. But, like, if you don't tell them, they're just going to like butcher that shit.
0: Yeah, and I'm probably a haircut person's worst nightmare
1: with like how little
0: information I know to give them.
1: I'll do my under then. Uh this is I feel like this happens to everyone and it finally happened to me. Um I lost my Roku controller and it's the small one and it, it's the one that controls our like streaming to watch games and stuff. That's and it right must here. be nice. I found it. I, and, um we have an app on our phone but like every three or five clicks there's an ad that comes up for 15 seconds so you just get nowhere so i don't know i'm gonna have to get a new roku controller tomorrow not excited
2: so i mean like 10 bucks at walmart controls like a super old school roku i think the one that we had my kid like wrecked like just Made it terrible. We didn't lose it. We have lost multiple remotes from both Roku's and our Fire Stick because one of my kids, when he was smaller, the five-year-old, would put them in bags and like this, like he thought it was like a toy. Would take it like dump it in bags, and we couldn't find them for like
1: <laughs>
2: like weeks or months. So yeah, that's a it's a shitty place to be.
0: I'm sure with kids, that's a game changer too. Cause I was going to say like, after I turned probably like 27, I was a lot better with remotes, but my wife is a game changer. Like if the remotes aren't in the right place, like it's a problem. We know where the remotes are at the end of the night, every single night. So I don't have that issue anymore. And I think a little bit of that's rubbed off on me because I'm living out of a hotel basically. I keep my remotes like right next to, at the end of the night, they're by the TV. When I leave for work, they're by the TV. Like it's same place every time.
1: Should be more prepared then. Did,
0: did you ever do the two by four method in college tied to a two by four? When you I've seen
1: that. I've seen that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was going to be my other suggestion. Either you got to go back to the two by four or put it by the TV at the end of the night.
1: Every single day. Put it by the TV or like the end table right next to us. So like, to be
2: fair, you don't have like kids or nothing. It has to be in the house somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, it's definitely somewhere in here. But we also rearranged the living room and it, we haven't used it in a while. So it, yeah. I haven't, we haven't been eyes on for a while. Do you check your butthole? I should try that next time my shower. It <laughs> <laughs> might be up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. I'll look. All right. We
0: will kick it to Mike, our hammered colleague at the time.
1: Yeah. So
2: my under is. So I started drinking right when I got home from work. Life is gone. And I started mowing the lawn. And I was, like, trying to do it a little bit differently so that I didn't always cut it in the same. I had all, all the time in the world. They had four or five hours <laughs> to cut the lawn. I get about half done and my mower is definitely fucked up. So there's oil all over the place, like under the hood. It was smoking on me just a little bit, not like severe smoking, but definitely smoking. So my uh, riding lawnmower is kaput for a little bit. And my lawn, the worst part is that my lawn is half mowed. The whole front smoke, which is okay. So the backyard kind of fucked up.
0: Now, that was my trick as a kid when they would tell me to mow the lawn. I would just mow the front lawn so it looked good. And then I would tell them I would get back to it later, and I would just, like, never <laughs> mow the backyard. And then my dad would just go mow the whole yard. So he enjoyed it. I'm going to say one of my things that might be leading to an under, I think we're turning Mike into an alcohol. Did you drink this much before the podcast?
2: <laughs> um, no, I didn't. i sure you did not. Uh, I have, so for a while I might've been actually like on the verge of like being willing to drink like four or five beers a night, which is way too fucking many and maybe only like every other, but I think that's way too, many, right? So if you're having 35 beers a week, which is five beers a night, that's a lot of beer in a week.
0: Yeah. So my one thing is I can't drink by myself. I can't. I can drink while we're doing this because I know I'm going to be like talking to people. But once this goes off, it's never like, oh, I need two more beers. I, I just don't find any enjoyment in drinking by myself unless I'm doing something social. I think I used to play video games and drink and I was cool with it. And I wouldn't even know the people I was playing. I probably wouldn't even talk to them, but I would just be playing baseball, drinking beer. But I don't even know if I could do that
2: anymore. And so for me, like, I didn't drink for, I mean, Pat, you know this, like I didn't like do a ton of drinking for a super long time. But I feel like if I'm at home, especially if I'm at home alone, or if I know that I'm going to stay home for the night, I'm more than willing to like just get buzzed up a little bit.
0: Yeah, and, and I think maybe once kids come along and you're like, You don't really get your me time like you used to that maybe it helped. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So, but like, so a random like Tuesday in February, there's almost no chance I'm going to go anywhere. So I would, I would come home and I would like just have like two or three beers and there's no real reason for me to do that. So I was doing that for a bit, but I, I think that that's too much.
0: (laughs) Okay, as long as you acknowledge it. So my under yeah. is uh, diverted right there. So you're, I forgot what your initial
2: under, oh, your mower, your mower. Yeah, my mower my broke down, and that happened, like, three hours, four hours ago, something like that. So I was trying to think, like, do I have, like, a good under for the week? I don't think I really did. And then fucking that bullshit happens. Another death in the family.
0: Yeah. Do you know no, how to fix it? No. Are you going to take it somewhere, or is it just
2: done? No. So the old man, and I'll dig into it at some point, and I'll probably have to push more until we figure out where the week's coming from, and then try to fix it. Ooh. I'm, I'm under the impression that if I spend like three days looking at it, we can get it fixed, As like a small engine repair. I think we can do. It. The old man. I. However, me, man. I might. Yeah. The whole thing. If I do that,
1: yeah, I was gonna say my dad. usually takes something apart and then ends up ruining it more, and then has to get someone out there. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a real possibility. <laughs> that would have been that would have been good for your dad draft, Riley. Would
2: have took it took it up a notch right there.
1: I didn't even think about it. So that was a good one.
2: Like none of us even thought about like four o'clock naps. Like your dad gets home from work and just fucking naps on there.
1: We touched that
2: at the end. Yeah. All
0: right. So what's your over then,
2: Mike? So over, like, just a pretty cool weekend. Got to spend uh, the 4th with, with just my daughter hanging out, um, watching fireworks. So my son was a little, my 5-year-old was a little cranky during the day. And then also he doesn't like fireworks. I got to spend a pretty cool night just hanging out with my daughter, chilling, watching fireworks, which which I enjoyed quite a bit. Which I never do. I don't like fireworks that much. I don't care. I don't need to see somebody shooting it out of their asshole like Pat does. Where would you watch the fireworks? So, in Ontario. That could have also been better because they were not good at all. They were. <laughs> so, I'm walking out and uh, Omar's parked on the road in front of us. And I so, I see him as we're walking out and he's like, Mike, you could have done a better show than that. So, it was a, like a bad show maybe like 10 total minutes, maybe. And then they did like one point where they were like shooting a bunch of them off. And everybody's like, okay, that must be the, like the finale. And we know they're not going to be great because they're in a town of like 400 people, right? So we know they're not going to be good. Then like probably like three or four minutes after the last one they did, they did one more. And we're like, oh, maybe they're going to like pop some more off." So they do like one more then 30 seconds later, they do like three or four more, and then they're done. And I was just like, do you really just like shit the bet? If you would have just ended on the like the initial one, you'd have been okay.
0: I wonder, do you know if they hire guys and like bring them in to do the the show, or is it just their rec department? Because that would have been you and me out at Fort McCoy. <laughs> Can you imagine how shitty it would have actually been?
2: Um, so my cousins who basically just guys that one's a like a cabinet builder and one works at train they go out and they do it and they do they did better than what these guys in ontario did um in the past they had guys that were just community members not even like hired officials right so you and i at mccoy were hired to do stuff right these guys are just like volunteers they go out and they do the and that was when i was in like high school Um, now I don't know so
0: it's just a lion's club it's just a bunch of old guys that uh, (laughs) like snakes and sparklers and cook chicken (laughs) summer.
2: it very well could very well could
0: nice yeah you got to make the trip down the road to to Sparta Sparta never disappoints in the fireworks show through my eyes maybe it's I was had young eyes but they would do like lion king shit like when the lion king was hot in the streets yeah disney stuff sparta's is usually pretty good
2: my i think that sparta probably has a pretty decent budget to do something ontario literally walks around for donations to do their fireworks yeah i i don't know yeah i i had a good time right so i don't care i don't need to see fireworks anyway
0: yeah I I'm trying to think how much I like fireworks. I like seeing them come out of guys' butts. Like <laughs> the, you see the video I take you guys in. That yeah. should have won the yeah. draft right there. Like you gotta watch that video. So we shared a video on Twitter. You gotta watch it with the volume on because the guy is down there and. He lights the end of the firework and it's not even like the firework taken off yet. It's just the fuse burning. And he's like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> like, and it's just the fuse Right. And then they stuck it too deep. So when the firework was supposed to take out, the flames were just shooting into the ass. So he just started screaming. <laughs> and then he like, has to roll over, and the firework just blows up. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it was anything ca- catastrophic. Like I don't think the guy had to go to the hospital or anything. But goddamn, that was making me laugh way too fucking hard. Like
2: <laughs> So I watched that video, but I only watched that video. I did not listen to that video. Oh, right. Yeah. So I just saw that it came up and on Twitter right? So it plays if you just scroll through it. So I just held it on there for a minute and I watched it. I was like, oh yeah, that's like, seems like pretty shitty. Big guns, <laughs> asperg, pretty, pretty hardcore. But now I kind of wish I this maybe I'll go back and
0: find yeah, it. Yeah, you have to go back and watch it because he's like so like innocent too. Like he doesn't know it's <laughs> going to hurt. And then just the fuse was hurting him like pretty <laughs> like, he's like no this hurts this hurts this hurts <laughs> and then the, then the actual what's that there's nothing you can do once you like it <laughs> you gotta let it go yeah and that's like the other part like you just doomed from like the pain I, I don't know from the start but yeah that that was a great video and after I saw that I was like I definitely won that draft and I did won it. Took down Riley's uh burners and Mike's
1: that, following that proves I don't have burners because I, I feel like I still should have won that draft. I don't deserve to get only three votes. That's all I know. It was harsh. See,
0: I think you might have you might have played into it. So you're like I gotta prove to them that I don't have burners. I'll toss this one out. But I do think you have three burners.
1: <laughs> so I and vote my girlfriend votes and then that's it that's all i know and my girlfriend might have not even no she might not even voted for me she might not have i accidentally voted for you not the last one but two ago and you can't take it back it was it was harsh yeah so i
2: i definitely try to make sure that people vote for me i like i put out that you should vote for me like there, you shouldn't vote for these other two idiots. I don't think anybody's listening.
0: Yeah, you got some blowback from that, too. People said, I didn't that see that. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, is that Kevin?
0: Yeah, I thought Mike was playing dirty, too. Uh, I was a little disappointed. I was going to take the win no matter what because Mike even tweeted out from the Banging on the Drum account vote for Mike. Yeah. I, I thought that was like voter fraud right there, but yeah, whatever. I, I let it go. Still won the draft anyways, crushing it. I think that might be my first win. Where were we though? So you're over was you got to uh,
2: just hanging uh, out uh, with the with my daughter, right? So it's just kind of some me and her time, which is nice.
0: Nice, nice. The oldest kid gets to feel special again.
2: Yeah. So to be fair, she got the most time where there was no one else around. That's true. She doesn't need the the time, I don't think. But
0: But it was nice to have. Then us young shits come in and burn it, or and then ruin it for the old ones. Um, Riley, though, you're kind of in the middle ish, but whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: in the middle too.
0: Oh yeah, I forget. I'm the the problem.
2: I'm the problem child, right? So, my personal opinion on the second kid is that like you're focusing on the older kid all the time so they feel like they have a lot of the attention right and so when the second kid comes along you try to split that evenly but you kind of can't because the older kid already expects more
0: yeah all i know is middle children are assholes (laughs) when they're little they can grow up to be good ones but damn
2: and then like Then you like get to the point where it should be just the middle kid and you have a third kid and then the little one gets all the attention because he needs it. Right. Right. He's a baby. So he needs more attention. Phone call coming in hot. Sorry guys.
0: All right. So Riley and I are rolling on our own for a second. Mike just had an emergency at the house. The bells and whistles were ringing. His uh, fire alarm went off or something. All right. So I will do my under. So my under was, so I worked 4th of July weekend, which is probably my favorite holiday. Like Christmas is great and everything, but it's super cold. 4th of July, though, you can usually get out, do stuff, do the things on my list, ride a boat, light a firework out of your butt. Can't remember the other ones, but other great things. So I worked out 4th of July weekend which also corresponds into my wife's birthday that's basically on the 4th of July, so 3rd of July. So we usually combine those things into like something good. Like we're like, oh, we can splurge on 4th of July because we'll we'll say part of it's for the birthday, part of it's for the 4th of July. And we've, since we've been together, we've had some good 4th of Julys, like out on boats, doing shit. I don't know too much about fireworks, but We've had some good Fourth of July, so had to miss that. Worked, worked all weekend long.
1: Uh, um, missed my favorite holiday. Did she just end up watching it back?
0: No, she, I, her, and my brother-in-law didn't really do anything. Which I was. There's another part that I was kind of a little disappointed about because my brother-in-law has been here for a Fourth of July before, like when he was a kid. He's never got to experience it as an adult. And I wanted to fully indoctrinate him into American culture. Because, I mean, they have such cool shit in Brazil, like carnival and stuff. And I've never been there for carnival. My wife's not too big on it. If we're ever there when it's going on, I'm definitely going to make her take me to something. Like, have you guys heard of carnival? It's like a crazy-ass party in Brazil. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really know about it until... Two years ago or three years ago, but well, so yeah.
2: carnival, like to explain it a little bit is the exact same thing as uh shit fat Tuesday Mardi Gras. Right.
0: Oh, right. See, so I it's think- the same
2: thing. It's the same premise. It's the, whatever the week leading up to Lent. I believe.
0: I think you're right. And I didn't correlate that until you said that right now, because I was trying to explain to my brother-in-law like i was like yeah like you see some like real brazilian pride you know there's people like so i was like it's kind of like carnivaly for a day but no that's a way better description is mardi gras (laughs) to carnival other than but i mean we didn't grow up with mardi gras really but but yeah so under work fourth july weekend for the first time and maybe ever so Didn't get out, didn't see anybody shoot a firework out of their butt. It was a little disappointing.
2: Like you guys didn't just have guys on the corners doing that shit.
0: So my drive into work 4th of July night had a pizza party at work. So I was the guy picking up the pizza and my drive was pretty cool. There was like fireworks all over while I was driving into work. And so I decided to try to find an American playlist and really play into it. The, the American playlist was a little a little disappointing, I would say. I can't remember what came up right away, but I wanted, like, Toby Keith. I wanted uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, I think Bruce Springsteen came out, and I was like, this is it. Okay, this is what I was looking for. But then before I got to the gate on base, I just turned it off. I was like, this is a little little corny, but <clears throat> whatever. Anyways, we'll go to the overs. So I didn't have the weekend off, but I got to go back home for the week. And when I walked into my house, we had a Nintendo Wii that was not there before. Pretty pumped about that. Played a lot of Wii golf, a lot of Wii bowling. Wii tennis sucks, sorry. Uh, Wii boxing stinks. Wii tennis is fine. Mike just looked at me like I was crazy.
2: That's the game I remember playing the most on the Wii, is that in college we had a Wii in the apartment and we would play tennis like crazy. And we'd be like running all over the, you could sit and just like flick your wrist. And it would be the same as if you were like up and like moving. We were always up and like actually playing tennis in our apartment. Did you guys
0: play? So I will uh, preface. I sucked at the tennis game. The time I tried to play it, I was just getting absolutely smoked. Like every time I would hit it, the ball would go like super high in the air. And then the person I was playing would just like crush it back at me. So I need to play around with it a little bit more, but I was definitely not enjoying it. I definitely lost games where I served even like, what do you even say? 40 to 50, not 40, but I lost the point. I didn't even score a point or I would get 15, whatever Tennis scoring is the weirdest shit in the world. I got to look that up someday.
1: It goes 0, 15, 30, 40 game.
0: Yeah, no, I understand
1: how this works. But, yeah, I don't know why those points. It makes zero sense. Yeah, And zero is love, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. love 40, like triple break point. I got to watch some tennis this weekend, but that will come later in the show.
2: And then if you're even, it's deuce at forty, right? So if you both have forty, then it's deuce, or something like that, right?
0: So we're tennis experts on this show here. So, you guys want to learn about tennis? We know all, all the things, how the scoring goes, and everything.
1: Um, have you played Little League World Series on Wii? No, it's the it's so fun. It, it was my favorite game uh, growing up. Like I'd spend hours a day playing it.
0: Is it a lot better than Wii Baseball? Because that was my next. It's crush, yeah, it's fun.
1: like it's, even, we were. Have different. Yeah, it's actual baseball, but like it's a little corny because it's Wii and it's a children's game. But like it's still like a playable, fun game. I I played it like two summers ago when I came back from college.
0: Yeah, the Wii hits hits good sometimes. I think it's just I, good to have a Wii in your house. But yeah. I'm all about the bowling and the golf.
1: Those are like
0: the I, only two I really like.
1: I so I, think, I was gonna bring mine from Wisconsin down here, and I forgot, and it was like one of the biggest mistakes because I love playing Wii golf. It's so fun.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's just nice when you have people over drinking. It's not easy.
2: So I don't play the Wii very often, but at work we have a connect, and connect bowling is the way to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go out. No one has to drive home drunk after they get the worst fifth frame. Um, <laughs> good to go. All right, I got a couple more overs. Started flossing on the longest flossing my teeth streak of my life. I don't even bleed anymore, so that's that's been pretty
1: good. That's impressive. I, I hope my mom's not listening to this part. Um, but yeah, I, that's. I can't say I've gone too long for consecutive days. I do do it, but like, you know, I can't, not every, not every time I brush my teeth.
0: Okay. And when I say that, I should preface like, yeah, I would say I've done it. When I say it's my longest streak, there's been a day where I didn't floss, but, but like.
1: You actually do it nightly. No. Okay. That's impressive.
0: Nope. My gums stopped bleeding. So I would say in the past three weeks, I've flossed 18 of the days. So there's been three days where I was too lazy to, I'm getting pretty good at it too. I got like a rhythmic flow. I think it's staying. I think I'm, I think I'm a clean mouth person from here on out. I'm pretty excited about my next dentist And it was all started because I got something stuck behind my retainer that I needed to get out. And it was a bitch. It was stuck there for like two weeks, even with flossing. Like I just got the thing under control. Yeah, I'm a flosser now. So that's that's part of my over. Glad Mike, are you a flosser?
2: No. Um, so I've (laughs) attempted to be a flosser at times in my life, right? And so I'll definitely hit it if I eat like chicken or something like that where stuff gets stuck in my teeth but it's not something i do on a daily basis
0: yeah i'm trying to think like butterfingers is a big one that i feel like i don't eat butterfingers that much but there's other foods like popcorn like weird ones like there's some chips i got a retainer in my mouth that'll get stuck behind
1: i feel like popcorn every time i get a kernel stuck in a tooth like i refuse to eat popcorn for that reason
0: yeah, no, and I think like there's people my my wife I've referenced her way too much on this episode already, but she absolutely loves popcorn, like probably her favorite food. And I just don't enjoy popcorn and it's pretty much because of like what it does to my teeth. Like taste-wise popcorn's all right to me. It's not something that's like life-changing the way it gets stuck in my teeth. Just turns me off from eating. There's something else that I eat that's like that too. But I always forget why I don't eat it. And then I eat it again. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I wasn't eating it. Because now my teeth are gunked up with shit.
2: So I'm a huge Butterfingers fan. And I won't floss because it gets stuck in my teeth. Then you get like extra flavor all day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I respect that. One thing I didn't notice now that i'm a new new flosser new clean tooth guy you get more shit stuck in your teeth now now that you floss because your gums are like further up and there's more room for shit to get stuck so it's kind of like a double-edged sword like if you floss your mouth is clean and it's nice but you have to keep flossing because all shit gets stuck in your teeth if you don't floss that shit gets stuck in your teeth and then there's no room for other shit to get stuck in your teeth so, so I've learned that recently so if you floss you have to keep it up you only floss like once a week you're like fuck my mouth is I don't know it may be good bad like there's one tooth that I think that's held in my mouth due to plaque so I have a hard time <laughs> flossing around that thing because I think it's going to fall out when I floss around it but all right let's let's roll in into- this show a little bit. I have one more over. So Riley, good job organizing the Google Doc. I was impressed when I looked at it.
2: Good job. Thank you. Thank usually too. Me too.
0: Yeah. When Mike did <laughs> but usually when I, when Riley makes the Google Doc, he's like, "Oh, I made a Google Doc," and it'll just have like four words on it. And I'm just like, "What? What do you mean you made it? And it's I, not organized." Because when I do it, I put like bullets and shit. I'm like,
1: yeah. No, I I formatted after an email we got from work, and I was at work, and I had some downtime, so it was basically kind of off that.
0: I liked it. I liked it. Good job. All right, let's roll into spicy meatballs. Riley's got one right off the bat, so we'll start with Riley's, and I've read it. I don't know if I'm going to think this one's spicy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's ever spicy as spicy as I think. I just think it's ideas maybe we don't think of. Um, so with the Packers, uh, obviously Devonte Adams left, we don't really have a true wide receiver one as of right now. And I kind of think that's good for us. I think it forces us to move the ball around. I think it keeps the defense honest. We have, I mean, Lazard Cobb, uh, Sammy Watkins, our tight end, Aaron Jones. We have plenty of playmakers to keep the defense honest. I just – I don't see the forgot need to one big
0: like, guy, Riley. Say it. He's going to be good. He's having a breakout year.
1: No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Mari Rogers, I'll say it for you. I'm, I might be trying to look on the bright side, too, of not having Devontae Adams, but I just – I feel like it keeps the defense honest. We were so used to going – or Devontae Adams bailing us out. I don't know. I just – I think – it might be nice to have like three above-average wide receivers that get equal touches compared to like one stud. But I know it's hard to replace Devonte Adams. I'm not saying we'll be better without him. I just I don't think we need like a you know like a high-paid wide receiver.
2: I I have more of a question than I do something to say. If you can get Julio for like six million. Let's assume that it fits in the cap. I don't know if it does. I don't know where we're at.
1: Do you do you take him? One hundred percent. I think you give him for sure a year at a low price, low risk. Kind of like it might not be as low, as Sammy Watkins, but you know, around five, six million. I I don't know the numbers. It has almost nothing but upside after the year he had last year. If he even plays eight to ten games because he only played, what, six games last year, and he gets 50 yard or, you know, 20 to 50 yards a game with four touchdowns. That's enough to keep defenses honest when they're playing him, I think.
0: Yeah. And especially play. with Julio, like, because Julio's never yeah. been, like, the give me the damn ball guy. Like, I think if you have, like, the old – like, I-, I think you would even take, like, Odell Beckham, but mm-hmm. – I and, think you would take Odell Beckham and be
1: like, there could be downside to
0: this. I don't think that like you said, I don't think there's any downside
1: to Julio. And Julio, he's played with decent what uh QBs, but he's never played with an MVP like Aaron Rodgers. Like it might unlock something or have you I think you might
0: be wrong about that. I think Matt Ryan might have won
1: an MVP with him. I I know, I just think Aaron Rodgers might be better. He, oh, yeah. I don't he think he, is. he won a super no he lost that Super Bowl I, like he was yeah he was a top five QB at the time but I just I still think Aaron Rodgers is smarter than him and just a better overall quarterback but
0: yeah that Falcons team is so weird like they were I, I know coming in 2016 but yeah I mm-hmm. think I think Matt Ryan won the MVP 2016, 2017. Okay. And I don't think it's any little part into what Julio Jones was doing for him. Whatever. Matt Ryan is definitely not Aaron Rodgers. Definitely not a guy that can make something. Ha- well, I mean, sure, he could probably make something happen when stuff's not on time, but like Aaron Rodgers is the master improviser. Also is better when he gets to play on time, but I think mm-hmm. almost anybody is. There's the oddballs out there. Aaron Rodgers used to be, you would almost be like, oh, maybe he is better when he's not on time. We, we've we yeah. seen since LaFleur came in like, and started making him play on time again, how how much his game picked back up. Like, yeah. A
1: good yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not saying we're going to be better without Devontae. I just, I don't think we should be worrying nearly as much as we think. I still think we're almost a top 10 offense without Devontae.
0: Yeah. And I think that, no, I definitely think there's some like precedent to like what you're saying is because when you have that number one guy that you're always looking for, sure. If Devontae Adams could have stayed with the Packers, I would have been like, yes, we definitely keep Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to say, I'm not going to look up the stats right now, when Devontae Adams was down, I want to say we were like, you know, we have one loss. Like, it was like four and one without him. Okay. And that's because they had yeah. to, like, work the ball around. And you could see it, too. Like, you're like, we're not forcing the ball.
1: Yeah. To even with that, like, we're adding – we have two – well, Sammy Watkins that for sure has still has you have to think some something left in the tank. Like he's a good player overall. And if we could somehow swing Julio Jones, that just adds more weapons, adds more eyes on different wide receivers.
0: Yeah, because Watkins is what 29, 30, 29. Okay. Just looked it up.
1: Yeah, he's wow. still yeah, relatively young Her in his prime still.
0: Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise. I think we've touched it on the show before. It's tough to say, but I think this is what would make your spicy meatball spicier, is that the Packers are definitively better not having Devontae Adams slash a one, a number one, hey, we need to look at this guy guy. And I do, I kind of think that's true, but I think it's spicy.
1: I see. I don't, I don't even want to say because I don't think it, I can't get behind it. I don't necessarily think it's true, but like, I definitely think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to get spicy here, but
0: yeah, you're um, being too, too timid. That, I mean, that would be the spicy meatball. And I think I could say it, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, might have to eat your word or me have to eat my word, but I do think you would rather have four receivers that equal what Devontae Adams can do yeah. and just having Devontae Adams and then guys that, you know, kind of benefit from what Devontae Adams does. But I think that falls more on the coaches than Aaron Rodgers is like, Hey, let's get Devontae the damn ball because he's going to make something happen. Cause I mean, if you had Devontae Adams, and you ran a system like He wasn't the number one guy. But you can't do that when you have Devontae Adams. I don't know. Another thing where it's kind of like, pick your poison. Like, if you have Devontae Adams, you're going to be giving him, I don't know what a good amount of the targets is, but say 35% of the targets, 40% of the targets. Like, whereas when you got the receiving core that we have now, I don't see anybody, like, really calling for over a fourth of the plays to get called. That might be high. My numbers might be way up. I don't know what the targeting percentage of really good receivers
2: is. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is either, but I think I'm under the impression that Lazard will have a better year than he did last year due to the fact that Adams is gone. Same with Randall Cobb. If MBS were have state, I think the same thing happens that you have better years from your. Now, I don't know if that equals out what Adams did. I always think that for the most part, it's better to have one really good player than two mildly good players, right, to replace them. That might not be so true for football. It's 100% true for basketball. I don't want two guys that can do what one guy does. I want one guy that does that, right? I think if you would have taken – so what do we have, the 28th pick in the draft this year? You take him, that pick, and you take Watson, and you bring both those guys in and you have the receiving core with Adams that you have now, I think that could be interesting too, right? That you have two guys that you think are legit studs, but then you don't have the defensive prowess that you currently think we
1: have. And I don't even think we would have taken a wide receiver if we would have kept Adams as a thing too. But
2: Yeah, that's a real possibility, right? That if he's not gone, maybe you don't
1: take a wide out. Yeah, and I don't know. Could be wrong too, but it just seems like we would have at least held off a little bit.
0: And I'll but put this, I'm, I'll put the stamp on this one. So one of my things with this take being a good take is as much as Rogers and Devontae Adams are making it seem like it was like a clean split, like Rogers understood why Adams left, Rogers is not happy about it. I guarantee it and he's a spiteful fucker, and he's going to say, I'm going to take Alan Lazard, and I'm going to make him you next year. And you're just going to get to watch it, playing with shitty old David Carr. I just cocked Mike's memory, though. He looks like he's so, gonna unload.
2: No, So I, I think that that's not wrong, right? But I don't think that he hates Adams. No, I don't think he hates Adams, but I think he's going to like
0: putting the screws in when – when he's got other receivers that
2: I think that there's a real, I think there's a real possibility that he calls Adams every Monday and says, look what I did motherfucker. Ha ha ha. And like, just hangs up. Like I could see that happen.
0: Yeah. And I think they're like genuinely friends. Like I don't think they're going to be like mad at each other for the rest of his life, but like, what's more fun than rubbing your friend's nose and shit. Like, I can't (laughs) think anything better than that. All right, we'll move on. All right, next one, last spicy meatball. We got to be quick on this spicy meatball. I think, or well, unless Mike has one.
2: I got a quick one. I think.
0: Okay, so this is my quick one. I think Mike follows a murderer on Twitter more than likely. I think the odds of not that I don't know the one guy that's a murderer. But I think Mike probably follows with somebody that's killed somebody on Twitter.
2: So for sure, I've got some guys that have been in prison, right? So I interact with a guy that's been in prison for sure, like a hundred percent. Maybe prison? he's only been to jail, right? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's there's a big difference between just going to jail and going to prison. In my mind, at least, like I no, know no, guys no. who went to jail. That I But so it about.
2: sounded like he was in prison for a while, but I'm not positive, right? But I've definitely interacted with him. He's a big pack fan. Seems like a good human. Went to jail or prison for something. Um, yeah, I think that's possible. There might be like an active like serial killer that I'm following. I follow everybody. I don't. That really do that anything. and that's more the point
0: I was hitting. At. Like Mike will follow anybody. Won't anyway. even look at their profile. Like the profile could be like. Rape, kill, uh, beat people, and Mike's following them. As long if as they, they follow Mike.
2: Or if they like like a certain tweet that I don't like. Done. <laughs> yeah. Though I do hate people that just like tweets. I don't I don't like that.
0: That's all I do. So very rarely do you find me replying. I have been more lately. But anyways, we won't even rate that. For rating Riley's real quick. I'll give Riley four jalapenos in the fact that I think real smart people would be like, no way you would ever take a positive out of getting rid of the best receiver in the league.
2: So I think it's a pretty spicy take. I think a lot of Packer fans are trying to make that take, like believe it, whether they actually do or not, right? So we might be in that same boat. So I'm going to give it for jalapenos, too, because I don't think people outside of the Packer fan base believe that that's possible.
0: I agree. Well put. All right, Mike, your spicy meatball.
2: All right. So mine is like kind of jumping off of uh, Riley's, but I had written down this one I was going to use in the future. Hunter Renfro is going to have more yards than Devontae Adams this year. Hunter Renfro, the wide receiver, not the outfielder for the Brooks.
0: Yeah, I don't know how spicy that is. That it, What's Waller going to do? Because they got matter. like a three headed monster.
2: And so it doesn't matter. I think Renfro uh, gets less defense. He's a good wide receiver, he works really hard. He's going to be open more than Adams is this year because they're going to be focusing on Adams and Waller predominantly.
0: Yeah. And I think when, when, uh, the rubber hits the road, and you're really like, hey, I I got a guy who I've done this with before. Granted, Carr and uh, Adams yeah. played in college together.
2: I think is a really good wide receiver that got overlooked coming into the, into the league. That may have to do with a hundred different reasons, but I think he works his tail off to be good, and that's why he was good last year. I think that'll continue this year. Not that Adams doesn't work hard right? Yeah, I'm but sure he's... defenses are going to focus on Adams and Waller and not focus on Renfro as much, but I think is a really good wide receiver as well.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't even realize Renfro was out of Clemson on like championship teams.
2: So. Yeah, so I think he's out of Clemson on championship teams as like the third wide receiver.
1: Uh, I think so. Of... Right. So, First or so- or second or third, I think.
2: Yeah, I think there were some good wide receivers that came out of Clemson, too. Like so he the,
0: won the Burlsworth trophy in college, which is for the best uh, college player that started as a walk on. So, like a Jim Leonard type role. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't go wrong with that.
2: Yeah, I think that guy, that's the guy you want on your team, right? The guy that wins that award.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A guy you, you, want. you can't not take that guy in the draft.
2: Right. Yeah, you should have been drafted in the second round.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I will give that one three just because Renfro, I think, made a name for himself last year. I think if you said that, not that Devontae Adams would have been there before, but I don't know. Renfro, like, in my mind, in, like, as much football as we watched at the end of the year last year, Mike, like, that was always a guy where I was like, damn, that guy's way better than I would have anticipated.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I and mean,
0: his tape shows it as well. The The YouTube tape that I watch, like, I'm like, damn, that guy just gets open, breaks tackles. Him and one of my bold – I don't know how bold it would be. Who's the Bears' number one receiver guy? Mooney. 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 That guy's a beast. Like, he's, yes. he's good. Him and Mooney, it was always Renfro and Mooney where I was like, these guys are like special in a different way that I don't think everybody knows about yet. But that, that's why I think my eyes are open to Renfro, and that's why I wouldn't give you too many spicy meatballs because I think he's legitimately a star.
1: I'll, I'll go three and a half because I kind of the best analogy I can go with is Jeff, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. That Justin Jefferson is obviously probably the better wide receiver now and wide receiver one, and he still gets his yards. And he, but Adam Thielen is a proven pro bowler, is the only difference. I I think it's three and a half. I still think Devontae Adams, barring an injury, should get more yards. I don't know how many more yards, but it seems like he's in there to be their stud. Fair enough.
0: And that will conclude our spicy meatballs. Those are some spicy meatballs. I didn't do that well enough. Someone give me a better spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball.
1: Riley. <laughs> I, I don't have a, an Italian accent in me. That's, that's, that's a an accent meatball. I don't have. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> uh,
0: Mike was good. All right, so from there, we will roll into dribbling our shorts with Riley. Even though Riley put dripping in Riley's shorts. I like—I might like that. You're dripping, buddy.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll start with um, some bucks news. We re-signed uh, Serge Ibaka from last year. It's really all there is uh, going on for a free agency. Uh, summer league starts this Friday. Um, we actually have an exciting team for once. I don't, no one really watches summer league, but if you're bored on a, on a weekend, throw it on. We have a decent team. Um, one of the favorites actually. So there's, that. <laughs> there's that slow weekend bucks news. Um, some other I guess basketball stuff. There's some Badgers playing on some summer league rosters. Um, John uh, Johnny Davis is playing with the Wizards. Micah Potter is playing with the New York Knicks. Uh, Vito Brown is playing for the Lakers. Akeem Ford's playing for the Magic. And Nate Reavers is playing for the Cavs. And I think most of these guys are either in the G League or playing in Europe. But should be exciting to see how they fare against probably better competition and have a chance at going to the nba and along with that there's four marquette players also playing on some Ross or on some summer league teams uh jamal kane is playing for the heat theo john who technically didn't play for or graduate i guess with marquette or plays last year with marquette but he was a good player for them he'll be playing with the timberwolves Justin Lewis is playing with the Bulls, and Daryl Marcel is playing with the Jazz. Um, Pretty slow week for basketball. So,
2: How long does the summer league run?
1: That I don't know. I want to say around a month-ish or three weeks. That I don't know. I know they play about five set games, and then there's some type of playoff system. And I assume they play every night or every other night. Somewhere around there, but I know it it gets quite the uh attendance if there's a decent rookie playing there when Zion's playing. I know they used to sell out and but I don't know if there's that type of player this year.
0: I think it's one of those things like if you're a true true, wow, I can't even think of the words, but like a like a super good NBA fan, it's like going to spring training almost, where it's fun. The players are more accessible at that yeah. point in time, stuff like that. So I think the real NBA fans enjoy that and we'll go with that. Yeah. But follow-up questions. So, like what makes the Bucks roster better this year than yours?
1: We have a lot of two-way players and players that have played in the league already. I don't know the roster off the top of my head. Um, but I know. I think it's around eight players that have at least one year of experience or is like a two-way player compared to past box rosters, summer league rosters. This has been kind of for sure the one that I've noticed or recognized more names like without doing research. All right. So I I don't know if it's –
0: yeah. So I'll give us our roster real quick. Marjan Bochamp. Obviously, so Hugo Besson, the New Zealand breaker dude. Oh, never mind, I'm not going to run through all of these. But I recognize one name. <laughs> so,
1: okay, fair, so you're
0: fair. better than me. I
1: know, there's a, a Luca Vildo. I I don't know his last name, but he's a Spanish Vildo. player. He's he played with us at the tail end of last year, and he's a. Two way player, Um, but he's—I think he's a stud. He's got experience. Yeah, I don't know the others off the top of my head. I feel like experience goes a far way in summer league, and for what it matters, I don't think it matters much. But
0: yeah, no, I mean it'll be interesting to pay attention to because that's kind of yeah. I'll tune into a game or two, and it's what's going on as long as it's accessible.
1: It's definitely one to watch kind of the college players more because there's more noticeable college players. Like if Nate Reavers is on, I'll throw on that game if I have nothing else to do, that type of thing. So
0: All right. And that was dripping in our shorts with Riley. Riley's just dripping wet over there.
1: Couch <laughs> is <was just> soaking. <laughs>
0: I need a towel. All right. So from there, we're going to roll into crushing dingers with Pat. So Brewers are 6-4 and in their last 10 games. Have a three-game lead in the division over the Cardinals. Had an absolutely amazing July 4th game. I regret when I said uh, baseball, like go out and do something rather than watch baseball. So like I said, I worked that night. I woke up in like the second inning of the Brewer game. And I was like, oh shit. So we're playing a day game. I got nothing better to do. I'm gonna watch the brewers before I go on to work. And I didn't regret it at all. Plus, I mean, I've been watching most every game, but then I had friends there, so that always throws throw some icing on the cake. And they were sitting right behind the plate for this whole thing. One of them was a Cubs fan that's been on this show before. So Kyle, you can eat a big bag of dog shit. But, anyways, Carantini or yeah, Victor Carantini. Hits a walk-off home run to win the game. And I can't remember if it was the 10th or the 11th. I want to say it was the 11th. I feel like there was a stalemate in the 10th. I could be wrong about that.
1: I think it was the 10th. But, I yeah, I I don't know for sure.
0: But, anyways, it let me know that Brian Anderson was the best announcer in the game. Because he basically called his shot. So, Carantini struck out the four previous at bats in the game and Brian Anderson, before his at bat, he was like, this is why baseball is beautiful. Is you got a guy that struck out four times and he's coming up in a tie game in extra innings with two guys on the line. I can't remember if we had two outs. I, yeah, we definitely had two outs.
1: Yeah.
0: And like I said, he'd struck out four times beforehand. And he was like, this is why baseball is so beautiful. Is because this guy can win the game right now. And sure as shit, just jacks a dinger, wins the game, sends all those bitches home sad as fart.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's – so me and Paige actually were watching it, and we've never rooted for the same team. And she's a White Sox fan, so she, so she hates the Cubs. So we, for the first time in a long time, rooted for the same team. So that was cool when that home run happened.
0: Yeah. No. And my friends were all locked in the game. So we got a, like a pretty big group chat and it was very fun watching that game. And I was like, if we can get this energy into the weekend games of Brewers, like it, it makes watching baseball so much better. I love watching baseball, but I understand why people wouldn't love watching baseball. And I've been having or not having to. I've been watching a lot more games with my brother-in-law. And it's been interesting explaining baseball to like a Brazilian guy, because like you you don't even realize because we grew up with this like shit ingrained in our head. Like some of the questions that he asked me is, is like I, I'm just genuinely like I don't know what it's just what are really. some
2: yeah just give one example yeah so
0: last night uh, I can't remember who it was struck out but the catcher dropped the ball and he ran to first and he was like, he can just run to first when the ball like doesn't get caught. And then I'm like, no, it was because there was nobody on first and he dropped the third strike like shit like that. And then there was like, a, I I think the Cubs hit one right off the top of the fence. So it hit the top of the yellow on the fence and it came back into play. And they, they went and reviewed that one and they kind of explained it to me. And I don't know if he wasn't listening or something. So I kind of explained to him like, yes, if that ball hits there and bounces out, it's a home run, whatever. But I, I mean, it, it was reviewable, like even the umps were reviewing it. So I was like, I don't know, mate, it might <laughs> be a home run, like depending on where it hit, like shit like that. It's helped me lock into baseball because I'll I'll tell him to is like where I sometimes he's probably annoyed of me because I explain too much. Um, But like I'll explain to him, it's like, okay it's an 0-2 count. This guy's probably going to throw a pitch that's out of the zone. Probably we're going high with this one. If he doesn't swing at the high fastball, we're going to go low and away. We're going to make it too low and away. 2-2 count. We're locked back in. Like, and I think that's the stuff that people that watch baseball every day don't even fully understand.
2: You don't have to understand that for sure watch baseball.
0: But there's something that comes up in every single game we watch where I'm just like, I don't know how to fully explain that to you, except for that's just the way it is. And – And then it made my wheels turn to like, why, why can we run to first if the catcher doesn't catch the third strike? And what my brain came to the conclusion is, uh, so say in baseball, you hit the ball and it it's caught before it touches the ground. It's an out. So like if you strike out and the guy catches the ball before the ball touches the ground, you're out. But if you swing and miss and it touches the ground before the guy catches it, you get a chance to go first, but like just weird shit like that.
2: And yeah, I, I'm so, sorry,
0: I only have one example, but
2: like there's other shit. No, that's a good one. Um, and like, I actually think your explanation makes a ton of sense that that third strike, if you're going to get out on that ball, it's always live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so but, it's like a, it's just a live ball on the third strike. So, if it's caught, then you're out. And if it's not caught, then you're not out. But and how out. do
0: you explain to them that if there's a runner out first, it doesn't fucking matter?
2: Yeah, good good point. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, it's just it's weird stuff like that. Another one is like 10. So it's probably
2: so you can't turn a double play like an infield fly.
0: Yeah, no, that would make sense. Because, yeah, you would just drop that one on purpose every time, throw it to second. Yeah, it hit
2: your glove, let it bounce, throw it to second, throw it to first.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Figured it out. Good job. All right. We'll get back to it, though. But explaining American sports to Brazilians has been a sport in itself for me. But with the Brewers, so we've been having a little bullpen issues haters giving up a run in his last two appearances blue blue a save i want to say and then he lost the game the other night yeah other than that like starting pitcher has been pitching pretty well so in the last seven games we have four quality starts corbin burns is responsible for two of those woodruff looks like he's going to be woodruff again so and then lower has still been pitching well so Got all that going for us. Uh, right now, teams hitting 243 over the last seven games, 41 RBIs. Granted, we scored 18 runs on the pirates in one game. Uh McCutcheon's staying hot. Talez is chasing down Damian Miller's record for most consecutive hits that are an extra base hit. So it's been fun because they'll uh they'll reference Damian Miller. I'm like that I always think that banging on the drum, <laughs> <They're gonna laughs> check out this interview with them. on banging on the drum, but and I didn't know this when we had Damien on the show was that I think he had, he's tied for the record for most consecutive extra base hits without a single. So it's not actually like a great record because it's, it's like a doubler better. Like if he strikes out, it doesn't count. If he doesn't get on base, it doesn't count. Because Teles is hitting like 130 over the last seven games. And he's hitting like 150 since this streak started. Kind of looks like uh, Russell Brannion back in the day. Home runner strikeout type at bats up there.
2: Yeah, and that's my, what I to deal with. but uh Yalich being in the uh one spot hitting like 350 or 350-plus has been huge. Um, I know I know. there's a lot of people that are disappointed in his power numbers, but I figure if you have a guy that can hit 350 in today's MLB, you just roll with it. I know he's not over the season, but if he can just decide, I'm going to hit for average instead of for power, be Tony Gwynn or Ichiro, I'd take that out of him for the rest of his career.
0: And I think when we had uh, the Raptor on, John, he he was touching that. I mean, that that's almost the spot that you want him right now. Because even with his average down, I want to say his on-base percentage is just so high. Like, he's just so good at taking walks and stuff like that. But, but the last thing I have for uh, crushing diggers is testing Hira. He's been getting hot. So he hit 364 over the last seven games with two homers. And he just fucking... Rushes the ball. That's what. That's a quarter for the far drive. There, there you go, Riley. Uh, but he, he just rushes the ball, and then he just made a hell of a play out in left field, smashing into the wall. And it was a hell of a play, but you can tell he didn't do it on purpose. You could tell it's because he didn't know where the wall was, and he hit the wall. I, I don't know. I I love it. I love versatility in my players. My favorite Brewer of all time is Bill Hall because he would play. Third base, shortstop, second base, left field, center field. You can play them all over. So if Keskin here can keep that up, he might climb into my list of favorite brewers. So I do love that guy. He just when he gets a hold of one, man, it flies. And he just doesn't look like the guy that's gonna put it in the upper deck. I think we mentioned on the podcast earlier, like the big Mac zone. You hit a dinger in uh St. Louis and like he was putting it further than Mark McGuire was putting it up in the bleachers. There was a zone past the Big Mac zone that was the hero zone that day. Nice. That's that's the Brewers wrapped up. So not playing great. And I think I've been jinxing the Brewers because every time I say they're playing good, the next week they're playing bad. So I'm just gonna stay on the fence with this one. Six and four in our last 10, three-game lead. So all you haters out there hating on them, saying they suck. They got a three-game lead in the division over halfway through the season. This is this is glorious from looking back on it back in the day. But we touch that every time. So we'll fly past it. Brewers are a good team playing all right right now. And I definitely see potential with, with Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. If Peralta comes back, uh Lauer, we're gonna be a tough all in the playoffs. That's for damn sure. Because you gotta pick the the third guy out of that staff, you know, because you're gonna have Burns, you're gonna have Woodruff, Lauer the way he's pitching, and then Peralta, like those four guys make it to the playoffs. It's gonna be tough, tough to beat that guy.
2: Well, especially if you can throw a guy for four innings and then bring one of the other guys in.
0: I mean, when it gets to crunch time, yeah.
2: If you have a rotation of three guys in the playoffs, which I think is not super abnormal. No. Right? And then you pitch a guy for three innings and then bring in another starter for three innings. And then you have Hayter. Williams. Yeah. You bring who's touching that. Not very many teams.
0: I mean, they've been touching hater lately. We touched on it last episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, think it's a, I think it's an anomaly. I'll give it that. But he's he's been getting touched. Like yep. I said, he blew a save and he lost a game in his last two appearances.
1: That's okay. He's yeah, going to yeah. do it now, then later. Yep.
0: Unless you're Eric Gagne or uh, uh, Mariano Rivera. It happens. happens to the best of them.
2: So, even Rivera, like, there has to be games that he got dinged up. Shit, he got dinged up in the World Series.
0: Yeah, he lost. Yeah, he lost it. Didn't happen much, so we're still good. All right, I'm going to run to favorites on the fly, and I'm going to do my two. So, grunt or putting her in the hole with Pat. Tringali's leading. So, Tringali's leading the tournament in dominant fashion. Uh, has a three-stroke lead in the Genesis Scottish Open right now. So keep your eyes out for uh Tringali. I can't even remember his first name right now. I think Cameron. it's Cameron. Cameron Trigali. Our golfer is in the hunt. That's all I'll say for putting her in the hole with Pat.
2: Then is that uh, hold on a second. Is that because nobody that's a really good player besides um Rory is playing in that in the PGA tournament anymore?
0: I mean, definitely could be. I didn't do that much research. Neither did I. I'm just fucking with you. No, it, that is a good question. But there there were some heavy hitters in the tournament. I want to pull up the leaderboard real quick if I can get it up quick enough and just see who he's playing against. Because I was very impressed. So Gary Woodland is next in line, minus six. Yeah, you might be right. Most of the Big dogs are taking the turn them off, but Rom's in it, Speed's in it, Rose is in it, Fowler's in it. That's enough, so, yeah. I mean, he's having a good tournament, so so maybe when we do our next week's episode, when we're breaking down the uh, the open, not the British Open,
2: the open, it's the British Open,
0: okay. So when we're breaking down the British Open, uh, I think we're gonna have Mark back on for that one. Trangali might be might be a play. He might be on the board. I'm definitely not going with Fred Biongi again. Motherfucker.
2: Is he going to play again? Biongi? Yeah.
0: I hope so because I am going to pick him if he is in there. Again. <laughs> He's
2: All just right. trying to throw us off the scent, Riley. Yeah. Fair. <laughs>
0: Fred Biongi's going to win one. All right. So we'll go to grunting with Pat. And all I got is I did sit down and watch some tennis. I told Riley to tune in to tennis. I think we might have a new favorite tennis player, but this might be a spicy meatball too. So Taylor Fritz of the U.S. had uh, Nadal on the ropes and then just pissed down his leg. Nadal wins the match, and then he forfeits his next match afterwards. So he just knocks our U.S. guy out and then just quits afterwards but anyways long story short watching that shit and Nadal's will to win has to be up there with any athlete in the world and he might be one of the best like that that's one thing where people argue against Tom Brady like oh he always has all this talent about it around him which may be true in a lot of scenarios but his will to win is just so much better than anyone in the NFL, and it's very evident to me, maybe age has shown me this, but Nadal's will to win that game. Like, I was like, I wouldn't quit, like, after the fourth set when I was down two to one and losing in the fifth set. And he just doesn't quit fighting. And it was amazing. It was cool to watch. It made me like tennis again. I was like, oh, shit. This is why I used to enjoy tennis so much. Watching a guy like this, like limping, looking like he's gonna shit his pants, and when the game was on, so anytime the game wasn't in play, like Nadal looked like he was like a dog that got hit by a car, and then like once once the ball starts flying, he was chasing it down like a puppy that just saw a ball for the first time, like this is amazing. That's what I got. That's grunting with Pat.
2: Yeah. So I caught it. I caught it like a few. Probably like only like 15 total minutes of the the last set or whatever. They had it on in the day room. I was kind of in and out. And I was hope I was hoping Fritz would pull it off, but no dice.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if we should anoint him, our new favorite tennis player, or cause he lost an doll on a broken leg, basically. I, I, I actually don't know what doll's injury is, but
1: I think it's a domino tear.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yes. why I
1: know that, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he was clutching on his stomach. I thought he had to poop, but that that injury makes sense then. That that's why he was grabbing his stomach all the time.
2: Maybe he did just have to poop, and he thought it was an abdominal the tear.
0: Apparently not, because he's not playing the next guy.
2: Can poop? Yeah, constipated.
0: All right, so from grunting with Pat, we will roll to driving straight and turning left – or driving fast and turning left with Mike.
2: Yeah, so uh, Martin Truex Jr. took 13th in the quick trip 250. He let us down pretty pretty hardcore. Um, That was the race he's supposed to win for us here on Banging on the Drum. But what are you going to do? He needs to win it win a race so that we can get in the chase for the cup should be this week.
0: All right. I'm going to kick it to geography with Riley real quick. Did we figure out where Ontario, Wisconsin was?
1: I was going to say, I don't like, I don't think I've ever been there and I've lived in like the lacrosse area most of my life. Like I've heard of it, but I
0: don't think that's the same. Cause weren't we saying the race was in Ontario?
2: No, it was in, because it said it was right outside of Elroy. Elroy, okay. Right, so it was, but it wasn't Elroy that it said it was. I can't remember where it said. Uh-uh. Like Ridgeway or something goofy like that.
0: What was it called, the Quick Trip?
2: 250.
0: 250. Sorry, Is my, I enjoy uh, geography as well. Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin.
2: No, so they're saying it's in Plymouth, Wisconsin. So you're getting Elkhart Lake, and I got Plymouth. And Plymouth is supposed to be right outside of Elroy, on, like, the east side of Elroy. And I was like, there's no way that race is happening there.
1: Yeah, I think it's – I I can almost guarantee – I don't know where it is for sure, but I can almost guarantee it's either in the Milwaukee area or the Madison area. Like between Madison and Milwaukee or Green Bay and Milwaukee.
0: Okay. Well, that like covers the most of the population state. So yeah, it's a good call on your part. So what I am getting is that it was in Elkhart Lake, which is in Sheboygan County, right on Lake Michigan.
2: On Lake Michigan, not on uh, like over by Winnebago?
0: Yeah, not at all. It's... It's like Riley said. It's but it's like directly in between uh, Milwaukee and Green Bay.
2: That's where Lake like Winnebago.
0: Cent- Central point.
2: What's that? That's where Lake Winnebago is too, by
0: the way. But I mean, on the east side, of it. not
2: okay. Yeah, that's not like asking.
0: going into Oshkosh or whatever you want to say. Like okay. more so, east.
2: I was in Sam Decker's.
0: Yep, shaboy again, Sam Decker. All right. So we figured it out for you guys. That was the big mystery. So you took 15th, 13th, that ain't bad. He didn't disappoint me that much.
2: Yeah. And so it's a road race too. So it's a different type of race. It's not like a straight oval track.
0: Yeah. Elkhart Lake, the pictures that are coming up when I Google it, looks absolutely beautiful too. So might be a, a event worth getting to one day, one day. I bet you the tickets aren't that bad either.
2: So I think that, like, most places have, like, 100,000 seats, right? So it's like getting into the big house. But I think they fill them up, though, too.
0: It's 250.48 miles. So they lie. It's the 250.48 quick trip open. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm too interested in this race now. I want to go to it one day.
2: All it would take is you to buy tickets and come home.
0: Yeah, coming home isn't as easy as it used to be. Airlines suck, but that'll be a, a under for a different day. All right. So after turning or driving fast and turning left with Mike, we are going to go to Walker, Texas Ranger, episode two. Breakdown, and I'm just going to say two for right now, because I think we should only break down one in episode. I don't think we should get to three, but that's selfish because I didn't get to rewatch three. I only got to rewatch two. Riley, can you pull us through episode three?
1: Yeah, uh, let me, yeah, if you want to start episode two quickly, I let me, I, I do have episode four, episode so I'm um, as well. I, say episode, I watched episode four, so it might be a little blurry in between those two.
0: All right. I think we should just do two. Let's do Walker, Texas Ranger, episode two, breakdown. If Mike can bring us through episode three, that's fine. I know we told you guys last week that we we're going to go to episode one and two, but the episode was just way too long. We had to cut it to, to just episode one, and I think that's going to happen to us again. So let's just do episode two. Breakdown,
2: Um, all right, Pat. Where are we watching this at
0: on Pluto TV? Is that what you're trying to get me at?
2: We're trying to plug
0: Pluto. Oh, yeah. So, Walker, Texas Ranger, brought to you by Pluto TV. Our well, and if you want to
2: take a watch of it, right? If you want to watch it, go ahead and like on Pluto TV, they have the first three seasons, right?
0: Yeah, no, and I would. Not that we've ever actually had a sponsor other than Journey on Boutique. Love you guys. Good job, Journey on Boutique, for sponsoring us. Uh, Check them out. But if I had to sponsor any or had to have a free sponsor of anybody else, Pluto TV, you don't even have to, like, sign in or anything. You just go to plutotv.com and search Walker Texas Ranger and it'll come right up. Yep. So what I have for this episode I wish I could break down the first episode again. But, anyways, in the first episode, we had circus rape, bank robbery, uh, Texas Ranger go down. So, at the end of episode one, we figured out who the bomb guy was for some of the bombings that took place. And the amount of fear that Trevette puts into this bombing guy. Is just absolutely incredible. This guy is so afraid of. Is it James?
2: I don't remember.
0: <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Trevet.
2: So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so they do, they definitely do call him Jimmy, right? A couple times.
0: It's James. Yeah. Okay. A so, little over the top, uh, but we did find out why he was afraid of the bomb guy was afraid of him. So Trevette arrested the bomb guy before, and the bomb guy walked. He had good good lawyers and stuff, and then Trevette was not happy about it, put snakes in the guy's house. Fucking crazy animal <laughs> Trevette is. Then, I don't know, I, I missed a little bit of the episode, but the rapist, so three guys who raped the, the circus girl show up, at Cordell's house. Cause that's where the victims were hiding. And oh man, was that a bad decision on their part? <laughs> <laughs> Just get their asses fucking whooped. Cause right when they show up, I don't know if uncle Ray called uh, Cordell or whatever, but right when the rapists show up to like go intimidate these rape victims, Uh, cordell shows up breaks the guy's nose and then the guy's like you broke my nose and he was like oh i'll fix it for you and then he grabs the guy's nose puts it back in place and so the guy's nose isn't i guess it's still technically broken but but fixes the guy's nose and then he says no i liked it better the other way and fucking cracks him in the nose again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dislocates his nose man he was brutal with these people i don't even blame them i mean you got three rapists up there
2: that Look are at, coming after the victim again that's pretty pretty ballsy
0: yeah especially when it's at fucking cordell's house uncle ray is there like he's no slouch himself cordell just whoops two of the guys ass real bad and one guy took off running Uncle Ray hops on a horse, just lasso- <laughs>, laughs, rips him down, and turns to Cordell and says, I think you're forgetting one. And then Cordell says, Not anymore. So, so Uncle Ray definitely looked like
2: a badass. Yeah, so I think I think Uncle Ray is what where Walker learned all his shit. So I was real disappointed in the jungler. The jungler dude, he's got his uh, his bowling pins or whatever. He should have just started hitting those fucking rapist dudes with those, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, fair.
0: Yeah, they were scared. They were scared, but but Cordell, no, nope, not scared. I, I was just impressed that they actually went to the house of a Texas Ranger, but maybe they didn't know any better. Anyways, those guys get tossed into the back of the truck, ridden down to the station, and they get convicted on all their trials. The the victim tells uh, Cordell how thankful she is, and he says something like, you're worth it, baby, and just rolls on, like, just a beast. But then after that, the rape is taken care of, or the... The that crime is taken care. Riley, you got anything with these uh, these sickos that were raping circus people?
1: No, they're, other than they're sickos. Um, I think you're hitting all the right bones. Yeah.
0: All right. So then, the, uh, Trevette and Cordell know this. This other group, not the same crime. It's not tied in the same crime. Is trying to hit these banks. They realize that the people who robbed stole EMT uniforms and stuff, but they go to this bank. Cordell's asking the bank teller some stuff, and man, right when Cordell starts talking to this bank teller, she just starts dripping wetness. Like, like she was DTS Cordell the (laughs) minute. Like, it's the most horny scene I've ever (laughs) seen. So, He pumps her for information and whatever. She gives all the information and she's just like, I just have one question for you. And he's like, what's that, man? And she goes, are you single? Or no, are you married? And and he's just too high character of a guy to just take her in the back of the room and smash him in the safe. But that didn't lead anywhere. I don't know. Did you guys notice how horny the bank teller was?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. All
0: right. I feel like I'm dominating this too much. Mike, what do, you, what do you got? What's more?
2: I think coming up on the next piece of it, like the captain doesn't believe Cordell that shit's going to go down, right? Yeah. He's, he's basically saying that there's no way they can hit all four banks and he's got all his people like attending to one bank and Cordell's just sitting back. Wait. Right. So, cause he knows something else is coming, even though the rest of the police are not on his side. They're not with him.
0: Yeah. And I can't remember if that was before or after the, we talked about this last episode, but I had to cut it. But the, uh, ashtray bug bomb was yeah. introduced.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was episode two.
0: Yeah, but in my mistake, I called C.D. a a lazy fat ass, which he was when the bomb showed up. But I forgot that uh, C.D. showed up to the bank that he thought they were going to hit. And C.D. shows up. Cordell's like, what are you doing here, C.D.? And he was like, I'm just making a withdrawal from my bank. And he's like, you gonna stop me from taking a withdrawal from my bank? And then Cordell was like, I guess I can't do that. But yeah, they they had it staked out. Uh, Trubette was at a different. Were they all three at different banks?
1: I don't remember. Probably. I think. So. <laughs> I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's just say they were. Even though Cordell and CD were at the same bank, so that doesn't make sense. But they they had all the banks they were monitoring them. Yeah. And then the guys show up in e- EMT uniforms, Trevette, Cordell, kind of knew what was coming. Uh, Cordell takes out a shotgun. And right at that point, you knew you knew those bank robbers weren't getting away with a damn dime, not a dime. Uh, they go in start robbing shit. Cordell is just Cordell, man. He blows you away. Too too good at what he does.
2: Yeah, and then, like, so he's kind of on the street. He's trying to hold people down with his handgun, right? And he notices a guy that has, like, a Black Widow tattoo. And then yeah. some, like, dream that he had tells him that the Black Widow <laughs> is, the, is the problem.
0: It was that Ray's guy, dream. It was Ray's dream. Ray told him about it.
2: Okay. And then, uh, so that guy kind of starts, like, takes off or whatever. Cordell just chases him down, whoops the piss out of him.
0: Hell yeah. So what did you guys think? So there was a truck that got exploded out in front of one of the banks, and it just, like, starts, like, draining. I thought it was a gas truck. So I was like, oh, that's why it exploded so big. And then this liquid just starts coming out of the truck. And I'm like, that's going to catch fire, and the whole street's going to catch on fire, but I don't know what was in the truck because it never started on fire. Like all the liquid that came out, like it was like a water
1: oh, truck that got blew up. It looked like, was that the scene for some reason to me, it looked like a water truck that was laying down water and then the scene after the cars were drifting over that same spot.
0: Okay. so it was chasing a water truck. I
1: okay. think, I think, I mean, it might not be a water truck, but it it might be setting up the whole drifting scene. Ah, that's why. Maybe.
0: And I mean, it makes sense because there's those trucks that like go through and lay down water and then like the presser comes. But I didn't see any, uh, whatchamacallit, gravel being laid, about to have asphalt laid over it. But yeah, they blew up a truck. They missed a huge opportunity to make that truck a gas truck and just start the whole city of, we we still don't know if it's Fort Worth, Dallas, Austin, Houston.
1: <laughs> we don't know what that's, city in Texas so is based that, on. That one's Fort Worth. They okay. say it in the episode. I know that.
0: And that's what I think. I think it's in Dallas, Fort Worth area is the, the home yeah. of the Rangers. Well, yeah, another great episode. Guys, I know you. You might want to. Can you guys pull us through episode three, or because I don't remember unless it's the one where he keeps picking on the guy for winning a green belt.
1: It's so that does, one, yeah, yeah. That's, that uh, sets up. That sets up <laughs> episode four because I just watched episode four and that. So
2: uh, sure, episode three. Uh, a guy gets out of prison, comes and visits Alex, the DA. Basically is not threatening her, but he's super fucking creepy. Like following her through the parking garage.
1: Harassing her.
2: Yeah. Yep. And so she's basically saying to Cordell that she's not scared. And she's dating some tennis pro. He's like, don't worry, Cordell. I got her. I have a green belt judo. Right. And so Cordell just like slays for having a a green belt. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: That He he did not get sick of telling green belt jokes that whole episode. He was just <laughs> shitting on the guy for having a green belt.
2: Yeah. Alex has this horse. Um, uh, first of all, her house gets broken into, and, like, her underwear and shit are thrown all over. She's got pictures on the bed of her. And then uh, the next thing that the, the guy and his, his buddy do is kill her horse. And like that devastates her, but like this guy stalking her and like trying to kill her isn't it really that big an issue? But killing the horse like wrecked her whole world, and that her,
0: makes sense to me. But you don't take them seriously until they
2: do until something, yeah.
0: yeah. No, I gotcha. If someone was stalking me and I was like, Buddy, step, step to the plate and they killed my dog, then I would be after. I'm like, okay, you just took it to the next level.
2: Like, you're probably gonna die now. Yeah, and this guy was like some former like sheriff or something in some county. Yeah,
1: he was a former cop, and then he went into the went into the prison in their old uh, county, Cuervo County. Maybe I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But this happened before they were in Fort Worth, like ten years ago or whatever.
2: So he ends up uh, impersonating, a, uh, like, a bailiff at the courthouse. Gets the jump on Trevette, throws a couple of smoke bombs down, scoops up Alex, takes her into the woods, which is where Cordell finds him. And, well, Cordell and Trevette are both there, so but Cordell finds him. Trevette's got a gun on him, says, I got him, Cordell. And uh, then Cordell says, I'm not done yet. Proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Which is kind of funny and ironic because the reason that Sheriff was in jail was for being, like, overly, overly violent with uh, criminals from his county. <laughs> That's
0: good. You guys just drew me back to episode two, though. Shit, we didn't touch. We touched last time we talked about it. Like, Terminator, the Bull, and Yeah, But anyways... Great recap, of you guys, I gotta watch episode three again because I've been watching it as background noise. I do rem- like, the biggest thing I took away was how much Cordell was not impressed by a green belt, and <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure like Chuck Norris in real life is like a like a 15 time black belt or whatever, like the highest belt you can get like times 30.
2: So I thought that like. Before I watched this uh, TV show. And then the way he like throws his kicks and punches, I'm not 100% sure that that's accurate.
0: So I think you'd be surprised because those guys, I'm sure like when they're in actual competitions, like the kicks don't come out that clean. But I'm, sh- I think when they're practicing it, it is very like mechanical and like almost robotic in a way. Okay. But Maybe like when they're life. in the heat of the battle, because yeah, I I still think at like sixty eight or sixty nine, Chuck Norris could definitely whoop my ass. And I'm not even saying it just because of like the irony of the jokes. Like, I I'm just pretty sure that guy was actually a beast.
1: He okay. fought Bruce Lee.
2: Okay. I mean, it just doesn't look like. It. I'm just saying.
1: It may also be different because he's trying not to hurt the person. He might be doing it half speed. You know, well, yeah, it's too it's, powerful.
0: <laughs> Norris has received many black belts. These include tenth, <laughs> tenth degree black belt in Chun Kuk Do, a ninth degree black belt in Tang Soo Do, an eighth degree black belt in Taekwondo, a fifth degree black belt in karate, a third degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, from The Machado family, and a black and a black belt in judo, so he has like all the black
2: belts. All right, I'll give it to him. So I know that like Rogan touts the Machado family pretty hard, but yeah, for the Brazilian one. But
0: yeah, so that's episode two and three. Hopefully, after the Walker Texas Ranger breakdown of episode two and three we will lead in to a summer draft right now so we caught riley by surprise he thought we were going to do ice cream treats but we are going to do best ways to cool off in the summer when you're too hot so any way you can cool off makes the list riley thinks there's only like three ways to <laughs> cool off in the whole entire they're, world. This slows my starting, mind.
1: They're slowly starting to come to me right now, like how I, how I would cool off in certain situations. So maybe I'll get a few strength together.
0: All right. And I am going to do the first pick since I won the last draft. I won the 4th of July draft, 44% to 43% versus Mike. Oh,
2: that's some bullshit.
0: That doesn't count. No, it, no, it's 100% good because you begged for votes. You have 5,000 shitty followers that don't vote for you. <laughs> and I have like, I got 100. I think I broke 100 in followers. So I got my Ooh. 100th follower. I'm getting pretty big on Twitter, guys. So watch out. But, you have
2: real followers, though, Pat.
0: Yeah. And Riley's got burners. So I was fighting off burners. I was fighting off Mike's like rats that follow him. What's what's the movie like Willard or something, where you can control a bunch of rats or something? Yeah, Pied Piper's a story about rats, I think, right? Okay. That's that's you and your follower. But, anyways, pick one one. I'll probably win this draft too, if people are honest about it. I'm going to go with air conditioning. Good pick. Number See. one pick in the draft.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I, I do have like a semi under, which is probably better than another thing dying for me. My, they, they left the heat. Like the heat was running in my office this week at work. It was like oh. 95 outside and the heat was on.
0: That's brutal. You'll get Dang. some CO2 poisoning or carbon monoxide in there.
2: Yeah, something.
0: I don't know oh. if that's how that works, but
2: let me I doubt it. But. <laughs> uh I got picked two. Yep. All right. I'm gonna take it's too hot for baseball, Benny. Going to the pool.
0: The pool. All right, Riley. You get two picks back to back. Riley, I don't even think we took you to well, oh, Mike just took one of your picks that I knew of.
1: I'll do um, ice cold water, agua gelada. Just drinking a water,
2: cold water.
1: I like that. And then, and then my second pick, wrapping around. I think I'm going to do the ice cube down the back. Probably could have gotten that later. <laughs> now that I think about it, but I think it's just a foolproof plan. Yep. No,
0: I mean it definitely cools you off.
2: I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to be specific on this one, and I'm going to go with Freezy Pops.
0: See, I don't don't think you should be too. I think that takes ice cream treats off the board. I don't think so. All right. So, Freezy Pops, ice cream treats are still on the board. I'm going to go with popping your top off, taking that shirt off. I had another good one. Now, oh, ice cold beer or getting too drunk to realize it's hot out. Ice cold <laughs> beers, get getting too drunk to realize it's hot. That works in the winter as well. That's why beer is multi-versatile.
1: Fair, good
2: pick. I'm gonna take a cold shower.
0: <sighs> that's a good one. Even after a workout, that's, that, that it's tough though. Like, can you actually like hop into the shower when it's super
2: cold? Depends on the type of day it is. So, for a long time, maybe right before I went to Kansas, I was taking cold showers. But in the winter, I couldn't deal with cold showers. But all summer, all fall, all spring, no problem. Just take a straight cold shower, as cold as I could get it on the dial.
0: So, it just depends on the day.
2: But wintertime, taking cold showers, then you feel cold like the whole fucking day.
0: Yeah, it gets in your bones. That's what they say in Mississippi. They was like, yeah, this kind of cold weather gets in your bones.
2: They don't know so what cold weather is. weather is. I don't
0: know, man. It does actually get in your bones. I did I've done a couple things in Mississippi in January. And I'm like, damn, it's like 38 degrees, but this feels so cold.
2: So wet 38 degrees is super cold, right?
0: Yeah, and they all tell you it gets in your bones. That's what Brett Far. I guarantee you, if you talk to Brett Favre, he would tell you it gets in his, gets in his bones, and that's why he was so good at playing playing in the cold weather. All right, Riley, pick three.
1: I'm just gonna go an uh, ice cream cone uh, from anywhere. I don't know uh, McDonald's, Dairy Queen, wherever. I'm gonna my ice cream treat. Well, Thank you, thank you. Um, then my fourth pick, I think, just shade. Going in, like under an umbrella, if you're out of options, under an umbrella or a tree or an awning. I think just shade.
0: That was good, Right. That's like a one-one right there. I didn't think of that.
2: That that's no, a I one. didn't think of shade either. But that's definitely <laughs> that's. A
1: I thank Google for that.
0: <laughs> you and your Google searches. This is all off the top of the dome. All right, Mike, last pick. Well,
2: all right, man, so you're going to have to tell me if this is acceptable or not. Uh, slushies. Yeah. You guys I think, do too much. I think that goes with
1: ice ice cream, ice pop. Yeah. It's okay. kind of the sli- same material or same yeah. type
0: of cream. If Freezies Maybe. didn't take it, then Ice Cream Treat takes
2: it. See, I this think. It's shittier Ice Cream Treat. <laughs> Shittier, man. Why? One hundred percent. A good, a good slushy or like a frozen margarita, like that's a way to go. No, it doesn't count. Mike. We have freezy pops and we have ice cream treats.
0: Can't right.
2: go with slush.
0: Might thinking real hard. No.
2: Now, yeah, now I gotta like. I think that that should have been acceptable, but it doesn't matter because it's not.
0: So, I had taken your shirt off. You could always use taking your pants off.
2: (laughs) How is that different, really? That's not. (laughs) Um, So, I think I'm going to go with uh, water dumped over your head.
0: I'm going to veto that too.
1: Ice cubes down the back. Same damn thing. What about like a cold washcloth on the forehead or neck?
0: So that was one of my draft picks that I stayed away from after you said ice cubes down the back.
1: Okay. I'm just right, getting so picky. I, know.
0: I, I, I am. Think. I am. Cause I've noticed <laughs> for some of our drafts, we've had things that I'm like, that's the same fucking thing. Like okay. our firework <laughs> draft, we all had a variation of the same thing. And we might on this. one.
2: Uh, so, okay. So yeah. I'm going to try another one that I think is going to get veto, which is okay. So the baseball trick of putting water into the catcher's helmet, fucking putting that baby on or into your hat. Oh,
1: I on. did that with my football helmet. No, nah, I think that plays. I did that with my football helmet. It's ice
0: cubes down your back. It's <sighs> the same thing.
1: Okay. I
0: so Riley has cold says no water. He just has cold water in general. So those are both like cold water things, and then he also has ice cubes on you. So instead of cold water <laughs> on you,
1: what about? I don't want to give away a good draft pick if you have it, Pat. No, but you're good, a squirt gun. Water. A squirt gun fight.
0: That is a good one. See that place? That would be good.
1: There you go, Mike.
0: Not great. Good, but not
2: great. Oh, that's. I will not take it from you. All right, so I I think I got one. Slip and slide. All right, that's perfect. All
0: right. And now I was being so picky with you, and I'm going to pick one that's very similar to another one. But you guys can veto it. This has been a long time coming, though. So instead of drinking an ice-cold beer, we're going to do – I owe one. I owe one. We're going to do shotgun and an ice-cold sundrop. So I owe this one from the NBA, whatever, our NBA predictions, because I basically got every single game wrong. Ooh. Got me. But we'll do shotgun and an ice-cold sundrop. You guys can veto it while I'm getting it set up, and I'll pick something else, but I have to shotgun sun sundrop anyways.
2: He, I, he was, he was very particular, but like,
1: I'm not. It's the same care. as a, yeah, I don't care either. If, if we're going to be so picking. It's be definitely just a ice variation cold. of beer and water. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Which, and so really when he took beer, we shouldn't have given him that either because that's just a variation of water. Just fermented. <laughs> water. <laughs>
0: but I took beer slash. I took beer slash getting too drunk. You don't know the difference.
2: Okay. Fair enough. I thought that was your second thing.
0: No, so I went air conditioning, popping your top off, so taking the old shirt off, and then ice cold beer, and then I did shotgunning an icy cold sun drop, which I don't know what happens when you shotgun a sun drop. Riley, you'll figure it out someday. We're going to make a bet that Mm -hmm. you have to own up to, but man, some of the carbonation like gets your head, (laughs) makes you like... (laughs) lightheaded for a second or something.
1: I really enjoyed <laughs> sun drop. I gotta I say I'm a big carbonation <laughs> guy, but I feel like it, it's hard to watch people shock those things. Okay, but it takes me a did, long time It's like drinking. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where did you guys stand on the sun drop? Do I have to pick a new one? Do you have
2: a new one? So this is the last pick of the draft, right? Just
1: I can think
0: of that. something. Can you like do you have it like you
2: like want us to beetle it?
0: I don't want you guys to beetle it because I don't have it, but I th- okay think yeah,
2: it stands. I stands could
0: figure them. something out.
2: We let's let it stand.
0: All right. Sun <laughs> Just because that's our number one sponsor. Sun drop. Ice cold sun All right. I will read the list. I don't think we'll rank them again. That that was a long process. So you guys are going to be in charge of the vote. Don't vote for Mike just because he tells you to vote for him. And don't vote for Riley because he has burners. Other than that, don't vote for me. Don't vote for me either
2: unless you believe in what I'm. Vote for fucking somebody. Jesus Christ. We want (laughs) more
0: votes. All right. So I am saying specifically, don't vote for Mike because he tells you to vote for him. Then I'm saying, don't vote for Riley because he already has burners. So Riley's off the board. And then don't vote for me unless you think I have the best list going. I don't. I don't want. I don't want sympathy votes. I don't want burner vote votes
2: you can get. I, I, I'll take them all. <laughs> don't give a fuck. I I, I got no moral code when you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. All
0: right. I will read the list. So four. Pat, best ways to cool off in the summer. So, for all of us, best ways to cool off in the summer. Pat has air conditioning, taking your shirt off, ice cold beer, ice cold sun I really don't like how my list went back to back with that. I shotgun a sun So, that should give me sympathy points there. Mike has the pool, freezy pops, cold showers, and slip and slide. Riley has ice cold water ice cubes down the back slash anything cold with water that you're putting on yourself. I think that that's why I vetoed some of Mike's. Ice cream treat and shade. And I think shade's probably the best pick in the draft for where it's at.
2: So I think that shade was a hidden pick. It was like that. He found the hidden pick.
0: It's like he looked into the shade
2: to find that pick. In the I just looked at there. Google. He's throwing shade at us, man.
0: Yep. No, but that was a good one. <laughs> I had something to say. So I was gonna say with Riley's, I don't know if you guys have ever done uh, hot yoga before. No?
1: No. It's miserable.
0: It sucks. It's like <laughs> it's one of those things you always think is going to be over and then they just keep going and going with you. I don't know. You don't have a watch on when you're doing it. You don't have like time. So you're like, Oh, when's this going to be over? When's this going to be over and you're hot as fuck. And then at the end they put a cold towel on your head and it's like, cools you off and it's the best feeling in the whole entire world. And I was going to use that. And that's why I vetoed some of Mike's because I was going to use that. But the ice cubes on the back, I think, took press. Like that was the same concept of
2: that. So <laughs> I think that you could have taken that. I think, yeah. the, I think Riley and I would have looked like, yeah, that's a different thing.
1: Yeah. It's but- a different, it's at a different state. It's a solid into a liquid. And then so, I guess we could do the the chambers the athletes do for a cool down too because that's a gas. That's what I would do. Yeah,
0: I think that would have I don't know. been different.
1: Though. That just might be the dumb answer too. Well,
0: that whatever. would have been different. Uh, maybe we should have let – Mike, where were the ones we beat off
1: front?
2: Uh, slushies I think was the first one.
0: Yeah, that
2: one yeah. was off the table. Yeah,
1: that slush- should have been vetoed.
2: Water in your hat.
1: Right.
0: Riley was cool with that one.
1: I think yeah, I think that should have played.
0: Okay. Well, we it doesn't have, matter. We'll, we'll retroactive. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what what's the best and we'll give it to Mike. But, anyways, that wraps up episode 35 of Bang on the Drum. We had some Walker, Texas Ranger, episode two and three breakdown. What was it? Cooling off draft. Brewers talk. We had we had a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything, but it was still the same. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are great. Kick it over to Mike here quick. He's got a new way to uh, to let you know how many more lessons and downloads
2: we can get. All right. So we're going to concentrate a little bit on the listening this week. We're going to put it on double time when we're uh, putting it on silent for your significant others, right? So if you put it to two times silent, go pretty fast. That that way you only have to fool them for 10 to 15 minutes tops, right? And we'll get a listen for that. So remember, download it on your phone. Listen on your phone. Download it on your significant other's phone. Play that on silent
1: double time.
0: We're changing the game right in front of your eyes. Riley, what do you (laughs) got?
1: Yeah, thanks for listening through. I know it's a dog days summer, so it's not much. Not many sports, or I guess not package football, which we love talking about, but thanks for listening anyways. Can't wait to get the football season.
2: I do have right, one thing here quick, Pat. Um if you're looking for something sports to do this Saturday night, like so probably tomorrow. Uh there is a a softball game in Madison between the Wisconsin football alumni and the Wisconsin basketball alumni. Uh throwing it out there, my brother-in-law's running it. I know that there are tickets left. It should be like a fun night. Like if you're into those two teams, uh Decker's running one team and then Ingold's running another, uh, the football team. So And that's tomorrow night? That's on Saturday 7:30. Okay. Saturday
0: night, 7:30. Yep. This will be all before that. I was gonna say you're giving me till tomorrow night for someone to listen the next day, but it
2: should yeah, be Saturday. The home run derby I think starts at six thirty, and then the actual game starts at seven. And you'll be there, right, Mike? I will be down there for sure. Uh,
0: thing, but thank you all for listening. Go out, enjoy the softball game. If you're in the Madison area, like Mike said, tickets probably still available.
2: hundred percent still.
0: 100 so Go watch some former Badgers crush some dangers. and if all of you are doubting the Bucks, Brewers, Packers, Badgers, you can eat our shorts.
2: Roll it. Yeah.
0: All them suckers that doubted the Packers came eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came eat my shorts. Eat them. All them seconds that doubt it, the past can eat my shoes. Eat my shoes.